Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Today is Thanksgiving Sunday. Um, it's a Sunday that's set aside uh, within the Redeemed Christian Church of God to thank God. But it's a deeper than that. I think it's a Sunday that directs our attention to living a life that is full of gratitude to God. If anyone is not clear as to how important a heart of gratitude to God is, you've just got to read the story of the ten lepers in Luke's gospel, the 17th chapter, uh, from verse 11. And you know the story. The ten, ten people have leprosy, which literally had condemned them in the, in the, in the, in the society uh, in which the Bible was written in those days. Um, if you had leprosy, you were an outcast, you were condemned, you had no future, you had no life. You had to live in a community outside the normal community. And these ten lepers must have thought they had no future, but they must have heard about Jesus. They had an encounter with him. Um, in the encounter, Jesus gave them an instruction after they cried out to him for mercy. He gave them an instruction to go and show themselves to the priests. As they went to show themselves to the priests, uh, they were miraculously healed. Yeah? And now you and I can gloss over this uh, until you try and get into the mind of one of those lepers. From a place of condemnation, from a place where they had no hope, no future, suddenly they are healed miraculously, physically and they can get on with life. They can pursue their dreams, their aspirations. They can, they can do the things they could never have done. They can become a part of life, of community, um, meet again their relations or friends. And all of them rush off, um, understandably, to pursue the many things that they had not been able to pursue because of this, this leprosy that they carried. But one of them uh, thinks to himself, I can't go on to do all these things. I can't get on with life if I don't go back first to say thank you to the one who orchestrated this miracle, the one who gave me back my life. And he goes back um, to say thank you to Jesus, just one out of the nine. And he does say his, his thank you in a very elaborate way. The Bible says with a loud voice, he throws himself at Jesus' feet, feet and he worships him and he says thank you to him. And Jesus, the, the, the statement Jesus makes tells us the mindset of God with regards to a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving. Because Jesus says, where are the other nine? Was it only this one, a foreigner, and that told us instantly that this particular leper wasn't a Jew, he was a Samaritan. And there's a, there's a whole story in that because there was no way he could understand the protocol 
of how to do things. But there was just something in him. I think there's something in every human being that makes us want to go back and say thank you to someone who has helped us. So he didn't have to understand the protocol. He just had to be human, how he was created. And that said to him, go back and say thank you. And so Jesus says, was, that, was this the only one that was found to come and give glory to God? And that tells us that every time we thank God, we are giving glory to God. It's an awesome expression of praise and worship when we come to say thank you to God. But it's not just in a service. It's that this becomes our lifestyle. That we live a life of gratitude to God. That we understand that everything that happens is by the grace of God. And that firmly tells us God's mindset with regards to a heart of gratitude. And if there's one scripture, one chapter in the Bible that, that encapsulates what I have just said, it surely must be Psalm 100. And I love the title for this psalm in my Bible, Psalm 100. It says, a song of praise for the Lord's faithfulness to his people. Amen? Now, how many would say God has been faithful to them? How many? I mean, those of you who are in here, I can see your hands, yeah? So, the psalmist encourages us. If you know God has been faithful to you, you know, and uh, we are coming to the end of one season. Today, for me, marks the start of, a, of our journey. And when I look back at this season that we've been through, frankly, a few weeks ago, Jesus' house was 28 years. When I look back at the 28 years, have there been some valleys? Yes. Have there been some challenging moments? Absolutely. But even in those valleys, even through the challenges and the difficulties, the one thing that I can say with, 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 without any equivocation is that God has been faithful to us. Amen? And so I understand the psalmist who penned Psalm 100. I get it because it could so easily have been my own personal song. I look at my life, my wife, our children, our family, and I can say with the psalmist that the Lord has been faithful to us. How many here can say the Lord has been faithful to them? If you can say that, will you just give God a clap offering? Go on. Go on. If you really mean it, if you know it, if you know it, you know it, you know it. Go on, your clapping will tell whether you do know it. That God, you have been faithful to me. You really have been faithful to me. And how many, how many would join me to say, how many would join me to say, God, you have been faithful to me even though I didn't deserve it. Yeah. How, many, how many would join me to say that? 
that I put a foot wrong, I made a mistake, I did what I shouldn't have done, I went where I shouldn't have gone. Is there anybody who can join me and say, God, I didn't deserve it, but you showed me your faithfulness. Go on, if that's you, let your clapping send a message to heaven. If you're watching online, you can do the same in your house. That I didn't deserve it, but Lord, you were faithful to me. You took me through. You saw me through. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you. And so the psalm, that psalm says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless him, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. The first part of that psalm just encourages us to praise God. An injunction if God has been faithful to praise him. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, the psalm says. And what is a joyful shout? It's the kind of cry that would traditionally come out of the mouth of subjects when they saw a king in those days. It's the cry that comes from someone who knows that their benefactor has arrived. Make a joyful shout unto the Lord. There are many ways that the Bible encourages us to praise God. Many expressions of praise. But may you never lose the ability to make a joyful shout unto the Lord. Amen? There are some times your praise cannot be expressed in any other way. Does somebody understand what I'm saying? There isn't the language to express it. There isn't the, you, you haven't gone through the thought processes to express it. Have you ever been at a place where something happens and all you can say is, yes! Has anybody been there? Praise God. That's all you can say. And that, that shout expresses everything. It might just be one shout, but it's to God's ears, a couple of sentences, a chapter, and maybe a book. And for some of us, it's a library. Just a shout. And it's a shout of praise for God's faithfulness. Has God been faithful to someone here? Can you give God a shout of praise? That was a very civilized 21st century English culture shout of praise. Now, can you give a kingdom shout of praise that has no culture in it? Go on. If God has been faithful, if God has been faithful, if God has been faithful, if God has been faithful. If God has been faithful. If God, cast your mind back. If it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, where would you be? Men let you down. Women let you down. Friends let you down. But God 
never let you down. One more shout of praise to God. And then the, the psalmist goes on to say, serve the Lord with gladness. And you know, this, this is what we were known for. They used to call us happy, clappy people. And it used to be said as a derogatory term, those happy, clappy people. But who doesn't want to be happy, clappy in a world that's full of sadness and and. and I'm glad that people call me happy, clappy. It means that they have recognized that there's something in him or in her that in spite of all the negativity around, in spite of all the darkness, in spite of all the gloom, that there are some people who are happy, clappy. Is there a happy, clappy person in here? The Bible says concerning you and I, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. That means that the news can say it's bad. The newspapers can say it's terrible. Other people can talk gloom and doom. But the children of God know, like I always say, that whether it's head or tail, you win. We are privileged to have read the end of it all. And the end of it all tells us that we win. We understand that as Paul said, all things. Somebody say with me all things. No, 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 no. The way you're saying it is like there are a few things that are not all things. Do you understand all things? If you understand all things, then say with me all things. That's a crazy statement Paul made. That everything, all things, someone right now is thinking of some things that they are not sure about. But the word of God is settled forever. If God says all things, God means all things. So someone say with me, all things. Paul says all things work together for your good because you love God and you're called according to his purpose. It means that thing that went bad is working for your good. That thing that didn't happen is working for your good. That thing that is delayed in, in, in human language is not delayed, is working according to the timetable of God and is working for your good. That thing that people think is negative is actually working for your good and there will be, there will be a life to see the glory of God revealed through that particular thing. They stabbed you in the back, is working for your good. They let you down, is working for your good. They downsized and told you you had no job, is working for your good. Not yet married is working for your good. Waiting for a child is working for your good. Still dealing with a sickness or a disease, it's working for your good. God's name will be glorified because all things work together for your good. As long as you love God and as long as you're called according to... So with that, we can have the joy of the Lord 
in the midst of adversity. We can have the joy of the Lord in the midst of a trial. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And that joy comes from knowledge. We know the end. Can someone say amen? amen. And he says, come before his presence with singing. It's the attitude with which we come. With songs on our hearts. And the beauty is that it's a two-way thing. You're singing to him, he's singing over you. Can someone say amen? amen. And then the psalmist tells us why. why. Why do we have this attitude that some can think is arrogance? Some can think it's, it's, delu it's a delusion. Some can think you're not being real. Has, has anybody ever faced that accusation? Get real. Why do we have that attitude? It's because the psalmist says that we know that the Lord, he is God. <laughs> when you know, like my pastor Dr. Onus always says, there's only one control tower in the affairs of men. Not two, one. The psalmist puts it this way. Once was it said, twice did he hear, that all power belongs to God. That's why you won't hear us spend hours in this church discussing Satan. The first book in the Bible gives us an idea. Frankly, the first and second chapters of the Bible gives us an idea of how the Christian lives. Satan existed. He had already fallen. But as long as man's relationship with God was what it should be, all man had to do was acknowledge his existence, but know that with our focus on God, his existence and his plans pale into insignificance. Can someone say amen? So the focus is not on Satan. The focus is on God. As they say traditionally, you have never found a fly on a hot stove. Yeah? As stupid as flies are. You never see a fly, see a, 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 a hot burning stove and the fly... F have you ever seen that? Never. As stupid as flies are, when they see a red hot stove... They move on. When your relationship with God is red hot, Beelzebub, the father of flies, finds other places to perch on. He is God. Somebody say that with me. Go on, say it boldly. You know, I want you to speak it over your life. Go on, declare it over your life. He is God. Go on, declare it over your life. He is God. Now personalize it. He is my. Go on, personalize it. He is my. He is what? Yes, he's your God. And not just your God. By, by the special relationship you have with him, you can call him Abba, Father, dear Father. You're the apple of his eye. He will even give people for you. That's how special you are to him. Can someone celebrate God? It is he who made us and not we ourselves. 
We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Oh, Lord. May that truth settle into the depth of your being. You are his daughter. You are his son. Sometimes the enemy plays mind games with us. And the simple things that we should join, the dots we should join, he messes them up. You are his daughter. You are his son. I'm a human being with very limited powers. But if you, if you touch my daughter or my sons and ladies, if you touch my daughter. So I don't know that God is biased, male or female. But there's just something in a man's heart for his daughter. Revy, you have three daughters. You know what I mean. But you got two. You know what I mean. Daughter. If you touch my daughter. If you touch my daughter. If you touch my daughter. I cannot guarantee that I will be pastor or even Christian. I pray I will be. I'm not saying I'm encouraging anything. But if you touch my daughter. Ah. Hmm. There are some prayers that you leave. You know, everybody in their arsenal has some weapons they don't bring out. Because even the people are afraid of the weapons themselves for the devastation. If you touch my daughter, I will bring out everything in my arsenal. And I'm a limited human being. What, what power do I have? So, daughter of God. God says you are the apple of his eye. Rest. 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 Son of God, he says the battle does not belong to you. Rest. He says he will give peoples, not, not a person, peoples in exchange for your life. Rest. Some people are glad to go to certain churches because they trust their shepherd, the pastor. All of us. <laughs> All of us. Insignificant. What can we do? God says you are the sheep of his pasture. The best of us must go to sleep. The God of Israel never sleeps nor slumbers. He watches over you. We don't understand how precious we are to God. To give his son's life for you. His only begotten son. To die for you and I. You are valuable. Precious to God. Can someone say amen? Amen. And then he goes on to say, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. 
into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. That's a charge to us as Christians. It's not talking about one service. It's talking about a lifestyle. The message translation says, enter into his gates with the password, thank you. There's a mystery about God's response to gratitude. And Jesus showed us that when he asked, where are the nine? There's just something about a heart that is grateful to God, thankful to God, that touches God's heart. It sends a message to God as to our understanding that all these things happened not because we deserved it, but out of your grace and mercy. We are standing by your grace and mercy. We are doing by your grace and mercy. We, are, we haven't been knocked down and out by your grace and mercy. It's all about you. Thanksgiving focuses the mind. A thankful heart is constantly giving God the credit and the glory belongs to God. And the psalmist encourages us that that should be our portion. That we enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. We are thankful to him and we bless his name. How many are thankful to God? How many will bless his name? Go on. Let's bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Go on. You know what? You know what you can do? Hang on a second. Maybe I can have the tribe up on the stage. You know what you can do? You know, Thanksgiving always employs a mental element. Yeah? Don't do it mechanically. That's religion. You know, they say, thank God. Thanksgiving, you know, religion. You see some expressions, you know this is religion. But when you, when you follow the psalmist, the psalmist taught us how to thank God. And always your mental realm is employed. Because a large part of thanksgiving is looking back. How many know that? It's looking back. The enemy wants you to forget. But you want to look back. How many remember that song? Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what, what God, God has, has done. done. Count, Count your, blessings. your blessings. Name them one, one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. You know, you want to turn to someone and sing to them. I mean, you don't have to get too close if you're not in the same bubble. Yeah? You want to, 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 you want to warn them. Sing to them. Because you know, human nature, because we are constantly looking for things, we are constantly in the, on the front foot, we forget what God has done. And you know, the psalmist's testimony is that he never forgot. The psalmist, he understood, David understood how to touch God. He remember from his youth, he remember when he was, when he was nobody, he remember the God who helped him kill the, kill the bear, and the lion who helped him kill Goliath. Some of you need to remember. Remember. And you know, 
for some of you that I have worked with, I know your story. I remember for you, if you can't remember. I remember, I remember the dark days, the dark nights, the time when it didn't seem like there was a way out. But somehow, look at you. On the 6th of March, look at yourself. Who, who, who took you through? Count your blessings, name them. Go and sing to somebody. Tell somebody. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Find another person. And you know what? You know what I want to happen today? We practicalize it so that some people can be surprised. Because you know, because we are constantly looking for things. Revy, we are always looking for human beings. We're always looking for things. I mean, just, should I give you a, a few examples? Just, just the fact that this human body, do you know this human body? It, Doc will tell you, there are a zillion things that can go wrong in your body. Zillion. 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 I'm a pastor. Sometimes I hear some things and I say, what on earth is that? I have to call Doc. Now, what is this one? Then Doc will say, explain some me large medical terms. But look at you. And then do you know what? Guess what? Sometimes something goes wrong in the body. And some people have to depend on a doctor's skill. And thank God for doctors. But as you go to the doctor, you know doctor is not about you. The power of life and death is with my father in heaven. And I can appeal to him. Do you know that's a blessing? The pandemic has done its worst. And you're here. And yes, some of us lost loved ones. But do you know how we cope? Because we know that it's not the vagaries of Satan. That there is a God in heaven who has written out a script. And everybody acts their part of the script. And when their part is over, they go. It's not, it's not, it doesn't happen anyhow. We can rest in the midst of a storm. I know there are some people here who have been through stuff. Some people here carry the scars. They were stabbed. They were betrayed. They were wounded. They were abandoned. They faced monumental challenges that could have affected the mind of a normal person. But their, their, their not being normal wasn't in themselves. It was the Spirit of God in them that made them not normal. Supernatural. And there are some people who are watching online. You've been through stuff. Dark days, deep valleys, no light, feeling your way as you walk through. But despite all that, look at yourself. You are here. You are online. It can only have been the grace of God. 
No man takes the glory or the credit. God takes it all. And remember that song, we give you all the glory. You are Alpha and Omega. We clap offering. Go on. You. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we bless you. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. The psalmist goes on to say, be thankful to him and bless his name. And then he gives us the reason why we should do that. He says, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. For the Lord is good. It is an unequivocal truth. The circumstances cannot change it. The dark nights cannot change it. The difficulties cannot rewrite scripture. The challenges cannot change the nature of God. Your father, God, is good. And his mercy, his mercy, mercy is that thing that holds judgment in abeyance. 
So you deserve the punishment. Any law court, any court of law would agree that your actions deserve the punishment. Does somebody understand what I'm saying? But mercy comes in. <laughs> and I remember that song that says, mercy says no. For somebody here, mercy has said no. I said, for somebody who's watching, mercy has said no. If you're that person and you know mercy has said no, why don't you thank God, celebrate God, because mercy said no. Mercy said no. Mercy over your life has said no. Not because you don't deserve the judgment, but mercy from our, our Father has, has said no. And that mercy is everlasting. And His truth endures to all generations. And you know, talking about thanking God, there's an expression of thanksgiving that I think is even more precious to God. Somebody says, can there be anything more precious than thanking him for what he has done? Absolutely so. This is, this is priceless incense. It's the kind of incense that I suspect God calls the angels when he sees it coming out of someone. So I'll share a personal story. The first burial I did, no, second burial I did, first burial of a child I did. Actually, first burial I did, first, first one was a, a, a wakekeeping. Wakekeeping of one of my closest friend's husbands then who died. My first assignment as a minister, my first burial as a minister was to bury a young boy, a, a baby, sort of, who had, was born to a couple friend of mine who are now pastors and died. And that couple, if I remember, buried about four or five, how many bad? Five, five children. The children would just be born and they would die. Along the way, God blessed them with two beautiful girls. And, you know, life continued. Um, I believe there are 60 thereabouts. You can imagine my shock when I hadn't seen them for, I, I certainly hadn't seen the wife for a year and a half or two years, or the whole of COVID. So that's about two and a half years. So you can imagine my shock a few weeks ago, they really, when they called me, someone called me to say, have you called so-and-so to congratulate him? Because he's our friend. Doc knows who I'm talking about. I said, no, I haven't spoken to him in a while. So you need to congratulate him. His wife just had a baby boy. I said, she had what? I said, a baby boy. I said, she's 60, isn't she? I said, yes, she had a baby boy. Incredible. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So I spoke to him a few days ago. He was just laughing. May God bring laughter to your mouth. 
I, I, I prophesy that you will laugh this year. He was just laughing. He calls me Pastor Ags. He said, Pastor Ags, this old age parenting is going to be very interesting. The way you're laughing, may that be your year. And I want to end on this note. We've run out of time. I was talking to you about incense that is more, more precious than the one we've spoken about. What is this incense? Hebrews 11 verse 6. I'm sure you figured out that's one of my favorite scriptures in this church. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's a, that's a deep statement. So there's something that really pleases God. When it's there, God is excited. When it is in there, God can be pleased. What is that thing? Faith. Just trusting God. That he's not a man that should lie. He's not the son of man that should change his mind. If he said it, he will do it. Just trusting God because you have a word from God. You see, don't, don't just... I'm talking about entering a level of trust because he has given you a word. And somebody says, but I don't have a word, then go back to him and get a word from him. So that you're holding on to nothing but his word. He's not a man that he should lie. Has he said it? And will he not do it? What has he said to you? What has he said to you? Without faith it's impossible to please God, the scripture says. For he that comes to God. must believe that God is. He is. There's no new God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The God of the Bible is the God you and I serve. They shouldn't try to modernize our God. He's not a fashion accessory. The God who took them through the Red Sea is the same God that I serve. So when I face Red Sea situations, if he took three million people through on dry ground, he can deal with my own situation. It's the same, the same God. He is. <laughs> oh Lord. I don't know how to describe he is. He is. You know, in the uh, African Asian and Middle East cultures, sometimes expressions are stronger. So he is. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? He is. I think that one has done better than my English. God is. Can somebody do that? God is. Mm, mm, he is. 
Somebody should look at their circumstances when you get up in the morning sometimes. You should just look at your circumstances and you shouldn't say anything. All these challenges. Just get up. Say, me, me and my God. And I'm like that, not because of myself, but because I'm in Him. He is. He is. Ah, expressions. He is. Revy, He is. And then he's a rewarder. He's a rewarder. We get something. He gives us something for diligently seeking him. Your prayers can't be in vain. Your fasting can't be in vain. Your worship can't be in vain. Your living right can't be in vain. They are mocking you because you're living right. They will, they will stand and see when he lays a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Oh, please, never join these people praying for their enemies to die. It is not scriptural. I don't pray those kind of prayers. Die? Ah, no. You have to be very alive. In fact, I pray for you to live long because you, you have to see what he does. Die. When you die, you go. You won't see it. Stay alive. He just needs to paralyze you so that you stay alive and watch me eat. Somebody say, you will stay alive and watch me eat the best meal of my life. Yes. That's what the Bible says. It's scriptural. He will lay a table for you in the presence of your enemy. All this, all this my enemy will die. My enemy will die. Foolish prayers. My enemy will die. I don't even know where they got those prayers. The Bible says we should bless them. So I bless you so that you stay alive. Long life then you will stand by the table. You will not even sit. There's no, no seat for you at the table. You stand by the table and watch me eat the delicacies that God has provided for me. Can someone say amen to that? Say amen to that. It says, the reward of them who diligently seek him. So, the last thing I want you to do, and Allah will lead us, there are certain things that are still in the realm of faith. They haven't manifested in a natural realm. But God has promised you. You have a word that you're standing on. The incense you're going to bring now is the most precious to God. Because you're going to thank him for those things as if you have them. When you do that, it moves God's heart. Because what are you saying to God by your thanksgiving? You're saying, God, I know that you are true to your word. What you said you will do, you will do. And so, God, I'm going to thank you for a few minutes as if it is already done. I'm going to thank you as I did for the things that you have done that I thanked you for, for your faithfulness. I'm thanking you because your faithfulness is assured. As you did those things, you will do this one. Not because I say so, but because you have said so. Can someone say amen to that? So for a few minutes, I don't know what it is in your personal life. And as you do it, we are thanking him corporately for this church for the new journey. I just want you to thank him. as it, Thank him like it is there. 
that is, is already done. That is not something you're waiting for. That's how faith works. It's the currency of our kingdom. So for a few minutes, you're going to thank him. It's very personal. It's very private. Each person knows. Because I don't know what word God has given you. I know a general word he has given us as a church. But I don't know what specific word he has given you. Let the precious incense of this thanksgiving rise to the heavens for a few minutes. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Hallelujah. In my life, Lord, be glorified. Oh, be glorified. Because I know you've done it. In my life, be glorified. Lord, be glorified. We raise our voices as we say.
clap offering to God as a sign of our faith our trust that he will bring that picture to pass I see in my lifetime a move of God in this nation in your lifetime I see the heart of this nation turning back to God I see the enemies of the kingdom of God, those who seek to drive the worship of God out of our public square. I see them confused as a move of the Spirit of God washes over this nation. I see headlines that are trying to describe what they call a phenomenon as churches become full. As the kingdom of God is planted in the various spheres, the seven mountains of our society. I see a new generation of young people who are on fire for God. I see new churches and new expressions being birthed. I see this nation once more play its redemptive purpose of taking the gospel to Europe and other parts of the world. I see a unity in the body of Christ that we've never experienced in our lifetime.
I see the word, word of God spread through the land like wildfire, like wildfire, like wildfire, like wildfire. I see a harvest of souls that none of us has ever seen or experienced in our lifetime. Father, we just thank you. Lord, by faith I receive, we receive this picture, oh God, into our hearts. And we thank you for it. Go on, wherever you are, begin to thank God for that picture. Go on, go on, go on, thank him for it. Father, we bless you. Go on, you can do better than that, wherever you are. You're watching online, thank him for that picture. Father, we bless you. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And if, if you haven't uh, given your life to Christ, this, this God we've worshipped, you don't have a relationship with him, he's knocking on the door of your heart at this point in time. Uh, if you would open the door of your heart and invite him in, you can start a relationship with him. That's what makes us happy clappy, that relationship that we have with God. That's what, that's what gives us joy that is our strength. And you can have the same wherever you are. If you would just open your heart and just say after me, Heavenly Father, I open my heart to receive your son Jesus into my heart and into my life as my Lord and Savior. I turn away decisively from anything in my life that is displeasing to you. As I embrace today a life of obedience to you. Thank you for receiving me today, the 6th of March, into your family. I declare by faith now that I am a child of yours, born again today into your family. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And go on, church, celebrate the new members of our family, of the Lord's family. Hallelujah. Amen. 